brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Enter one Stanley Allen Meyer. A giant man in both stature and charisma, he burst on the scene when, even though he possessed no formal education, claimed to have created a water fuel cell capable of powering everything from cars to tanks. And he was even driving around in an example. He stated the government was interested in his inventions and it would radically change the world. Then, his untimely death in 1998 at just 57 years of age while yelling, they poisoned me, made headlines around the world. Did Stanley really create a working fuel cell? Was he silenced by big oil? Why did my father watch Hee Haw? We take a crack at answering at least two of those questions this week on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This is hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, the podcast that doesn't always Dude, talk about... get a new intro for crying out loud. Don't listen to him, Brent. I cheese muffins. You cheese muffins what? Exactly. Yup. You guys seriously, seriously suck. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago. I'm your host and the man steering this hydrogen-powered disaster this week. My name is Uprent Ahand, and you heard from the peanut gallery, Conspiracy Bot and Kyle. I created Seabot to help research and produce a show, and instead he just produces shit for me to have to fix. You're welcome. And the other high-pitched disaster, uh, that's Kyle, his sidekick in creation, in all honesty, we aren't really sure what he does, but he stays out of the way, so there is that. I like beans. <laughs> I just... Oh, good Lord. Anyway, we are talking Stanley Meyer and his claimed water fuel cell this week, suggested by listener Will Fowler. I'd asked on our Discord to give us some ideas. He came up with that, so Will, I got to get with you. Send me your information. You're getting a little prize pack, maybe even some beans. I don't know. We'll see if Kyle's got any to spare. So you can blame him for this mess or this uh, amazingness, however it works out to be. And uh, I'm not alone. It's not just me and the bots. Returning to the lower fourth dimension once again is a man who is long overdue for his first intro bumper. I think we just got to give you one. I know we've never done one before. So here you go. Welcome back, Mr. David Flora.
moron. Aren't you happy we finally gave you a bumper? Wow, Brent. Great to be back, man. <laughs> this is so nice to finally get a bumper for this show. <laughs> I, I tell you what, you know, you know what this reminds me of? Oh, dear God. <laughs> it reminds me of that Five Timers Club in oh. SNL. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I the should Five get you a, Timers Club. You did get my smoking jacket I sent you, right? I'm waiting on it. I, I've got a. I just got an email that said UPS package delivery today. <laughs> that might be. If it's ticking, that one's from Seabot. I would uh, maybe leave that outside for a few days. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I need to come back like every other week so we can just do this ad nauseum. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the things I get, uh, the reviews are either I love this show or they do enter whatever ad nauseum. So that's, I mean, it's, you know, on brand. It's, you're goddamn right. Uh, yeah, man. We were, we were talking about alternative fuels and, uh, and, uh, you're, you're the man. When I think of, of shit being ruined by water, I just go David Floor for some reason. Don't know why there's, right. there's no joke there. It's just where my mind goes. It's that, uh, the, the permanent impression of the super soaker tank that that's on my back from wearing it. So <laughs> you remember much. that the, yeah, with the, they literally had a backpack <laughs> in our, in our lifetime. We went from the, to, I'm telling my mom. <laughs> Where's my eye? <laughs> they had a they had some battery powered water pistols when I was very young, and I remember like all my friends got them, and then like three times using them, they were all corroded and didn't work anymore. Like what? Wow. What uh, genius at Galoob or or Worlds <laughs> of Wonder thought of? Let's put a battery, probably a nine volt, in there, and and uh, let it get exposed to children yeah, and water. Lick it real good first, and then stick it on in there. <laughs> Man, they should have been using some other kind of uh, fuel source, some <laughs> some power generating thing that's not, you know. Well, uh, they were little... fresh out of Element 115. <laughs> <laughs> this was the 80s, and it was in high demand, as you remember. That's right. But we are talking about uh, Stanley Meyer, as you heard in the GoFopedia in the beginning. When I told you I was going to do a GoFopedia, handy-pedia. you told me I should do uh, rename it since John isn't here, a Handypedia. I'm pretty sure that is illegal in seven states. <laughs> when, when has that stopped you before? That is true. That's one of those things like, what is he, uh, what's That's he like guilty of? Handypedia. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Get, <laughs> get a rope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not, that's not even a Usually joke. Usually you have to find terrible. that on DuckDuckGo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are talking about, uh, someone, someone that I can get along with because he wasn't a scientist. He was a scientician or a scientician, <laughs> however you want to pronounce it. He was, he was scientish. He was science adjacent, uh, at least <laughs> yeah. on his business cards. Stanley Allen Meyer, not a scientist, not a chemist, no college education other than he did sign up for college. A for effort there. Uh, but out of nowhere, this guy was blasted on the scene when he showed up with a dune buggy that he said ran on water. Now, I'm happy when anyone shows up with a dune buggy, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, it, it could run on tears. Yeah, period. Uh he was full of promises and technical jargon, and there is no shortage if you go to YouTube of videos of him talking through the crazy, crazy stuff. And it almost sounds like that. Um, uh, well, here, we'll play a clip of it. Work has been proceeding on the crudely conceived idea of an instrument that would not only provide inverse reactive current for use in unilateral phase detractors, 
but would also be capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal gram meters. That kind of stuff. He seems competent, adept at talking, and, and most of all, serious. There was no tongue-in-cheekness to any of these these True. videos. When you watched him, did he come off as, like, it seemed serious, right? It seemed real. He seems completely on the level in all, in all of his interviews and stuff. Yeah. He's, you know, he, he's well-groomed, he's put together, um, he's not disheveled or frenetic or kind of stumbling over stuff. He's well-spoken. Yeah. He's got a booming voice. He's like 6'3". He's like a big guy and, and he looks like everyone's uncle or something like that. You know, like the yeah. guy that's like, I was in the, in the garage tinkering, you know? Yeah. Or like the, uh, the history, uh, teacher in high school that you are okay learning from. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause he's seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? Uh, yeah. You're in the middle of the class. He just starts staring off. Where were you? Saigon 74. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he said he, uh, his system split water into hydrogen and oxygen and he used hydrogen to power the car, which technically this turns out it was a, an electric vehicle. Um, because of the way the electrolysis works, it becomes an electric vehicle. Also, maybe uh, a Zeppelin with wheels. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, we, uh, the, nothing screams, I really want to have this around me like hydrogen and, and <laughs> pure oxygen just being yeah. separated. And then a whole bunch of water in a tank so that when you explode, it puts itself out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he was literally though when this came out all over the news, showing his buggy running, doing technical breakdowns, and saying that the government had interest in his tech for everything from he says Star Wars program to tanks and other vehicles. That's a hell of a statement. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta uh, appeal to the military industrial complex. Do you remember back when we were kids? It seems like I everything, <laughs> everything was the Star Wars program. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. It always caught me because of the movies, and that was just like it was like the the defense stuff, you know, in in space. And then it kind of went away, or depending on which episode of this show you're listening to, uh, is there to stay. And now intergalactic. I, you know, I I don't remember any talk of the Star Wars program to be honest. Um, Reagan or, or after like I, I, I knew the, um, the movies and that's it. And I never heard anything about some defense program. Sure. Play it cool. Play it cool guy. I get it. <laughs> right. I seriously don't know. You guys, did I say what you wanted? No one ever, ever heard of this Star Wars program <laughs> until old Ronnie came along. <laughs> that's Ronnie Reagan. Thank you very much. <laughs> Guess what, though? Investors came out of the woodwork for this because he's coming out and saying that he's going to revolutionize the world. And then some decided that he was full of shit and sued him. But no good story is worth his salt without some death. Amen. Well, boom, he dies suddenly in 1998. And guess what? I hope you got your socks on tight conspiracies abound no one stiffs me on a bot booze order and lives right right speaking of david where's my money it's time man? for a break i think uh brent uh <laughs> is it about time to run one of them ads of yours <laughs> yeah uh when we come back it's the life claims and sudden death of one stan meyer that's coming up after the break on hysteria 51 Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school? 
or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Stanley Aboom Boom Meyer, as I like to call him. I want my $2. Sorry, now that CBO is actually Lane Meyer from Better Off Dead. This is Stan Meyer. Honest mistake. Yeah, right, right, of course. Stan was born in the year of our Lord, 1940, on August 24th. And he grew up and lived in Columbus, Ohio, and around that whole area. And after high school, he joined the military, and that's where he got into his tanks in Star Wars. And he briefly applied to Ohio State University. Uh, he sorry, didn't... Brent, sorry. The Ohio the State The Ohio State University. Thank you, thank you. Uh, he didn't stay at the university, uh, but ever since... Uh, Stan was young. He said that he was determined to build something new and he had a twin brother and you get a lot of quotes from him. He talks about the Now you got to take a lot of these things with a grain of salt too, because these are just things that his brother said, but here's a quote from Stephen Meyer or Stefan, Stephen Meyer, his brother. <laughs> we were Meyer. always building something. We went out and created our toys. So he's like that weird kid from toy story is where I'm at <laughs> in my head. He had a pair of legs with a crane on it and uh, <laughs> a duck with a gun. I don't know. Ah! <laughs> it's kind of your call on that one. Anyway, not to be outdone by just being a kid and being inventive. He's his whole life passion was inventing and he was the owner of a ton of patents. We're talking stuff from banking to oceanography, 
cardiac monitoring. He had a ton of them that were like in Canada only hundreds and and hundreds of patents and so many patents that he actually got streamlined to when he would like put in new stuff. They'd be like, all right, well, we'll give him the, the quick pass because he's coming up with so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to come up with so much stuff before that, that was legit. Yeah, I think yeah. The patent office was just like, oh, there's that name again. Mm-hmm. Let's just send it on to approvals. <laughs> right, right. And his brother also talked about how they were very religious. He would credit God for all his works. Uh, his favorite saying, his family says, is praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Wow. So what a he, yikes. <laughs> um, but back to invention, <laughs> Stanley applied for more than, I said hundreds and thousands, 200,000 patents. That is a fuck. Li- how do you even have time? You know what I mean? <laughs> how, do you, how do you have time for the paperwork? <laughs> right. Right. Like, that's just a, I, every once in a while, think of something in my mind and I'm like, huh, I should patent that. And then I either find out that it was made years ago or it comes out yeah. years later and I go, ah, I should have done that. <laughs> right. I mean, what this, this sounds to me like he's inventing so much stuff that he comes up with something like the double toothpick. It's like. <laughs> A toothpick with another toothpick glued to it. Right. It's like, do two teeth at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you are you tired of this? And then there's just the, the black and white. Ow, I, my gums are bleeding. No longer with a double toothpick. <laughs> yeah. Clean your teeth in half the time. Yeah. Well, double the toothpick power. <laughs> not not to be outdone by the double toothpick, which made him his, his fortune. The hydrogen-powered car soon came along. We're going to go through his claims and what other people claimed, and we're going to break it down. I'm not going to get into too much jargon. If you want to do that, you know, go right at it. But uh, it's it's out there a little bit. The claim, again, in short, was that he created a fuel cell based on the principle of splitting water atoms into the elemental form, burning hydrogen to create energy and releasing oxygen, along with the water residues um, that went through the exhaust pipe. Thus generating harmless emissions. You're releasing oxygen and water and you're burning the hydrogen plus all the needed hardware and everything else to fit to a stock internal combustion engine. He was inventing also. And if you watch the videos with his dune buggy, he talks about how, well, this is how I fitted it to a carburetor and this is how it talks to the electrical system and, and things like that. And it's got all sorts of switch switches and doodads and wires and stuff all over the place. What would a carburetor be doing with this hydrogen setup? Because a carburetor, from my understanding, is mixing the air and fuel. Well, see, um, you're exactly right. Now there's right. a whole right there's a whole video where he talks about how he retrofitted this thing, which his name is escaping me, that makes the carburetor work with the hydrogen. That I was mean, another yeah, one of his to, inventions. To me, it seems like that would be what the first thing you would uh, chuck out because you didn't need it because you don't need a fuel air mixture. Today we have fuel injection that's replaced carburetors, but like for hydrogen, <laughs> for separating hydrogen and oxygen atoms. So I think the thing know, that going forward would have been different, but I think he was trying to make this, he had said, backwards compatible with engines that are already out there. So he was coming up with some sort of way, and I don't understand how. Now, you know, internal combustion engines are detonation. It puts the fuel in, it brings yeah. the oxygen, they ignite. That's what moves your 
your pistons, pistons and that, yeah. that move your crankshaft and that moves your finally it goes down to one little wheel that you, you know your your flywheel and that moves everything and everything gets going don't forget the differential <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> there's there's a lot of steps in there and he was trying to make it so that you could go out and get this and put it in your 73 buick with minor i say minor but you know not a ton uh, of cost too costly uh, stuff to be done to it. So anyway, the rub, the big part is, according to Meyer, the device required less energy to perform electrolysis than the minimum energy required predicted or measured by conventional science. So what he was saying is his energy output, when they would put stuff into that, oh, I'm getting blah, blah, blah of, of energy. And all these scientists and and engineers are like that's not true <laughs> that they can't and his supporters are like well, what do you mean and they're like because that breaks the laws of physics which we'll get into can, can we break that down just a second just for, yeah for folks like this is saying um in layman's terms it's two parts electricity to make one part fuel right right yeah and yeah and what he's saying he's doing is one part electricity to two parts fuel. Yeah. So yeah, the exactly. output is more than the input needed to make that output, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's the big stop. And that's the same thing that happens with uh, desalination, why we can't just turn seawater into drinkable water, mm-hmm. because it takes so much uh, energy and power and pollution, really, to make uh, enough drinking water it's just not feasible and not sustainable and and not uh, smart in terms of science. Right, right. right. You need to at least have a zero point uh, to where it cancels that. It, it's at least equal what you put into it to what you get out. And ideally, you want what you get out of it to exceed what you put into it. That That's the ideal situation. Yeah, the mechanism was alleged to involve the stuff he, he's called Brown's gas, which is a mixture of oxyhydrogen and that that's the ratio you're talking about two to one uh which would then be mixed with ambient air that's the shit we breathe and that's a mixture of nitrogen carbon dioxide carbon monoxide methane fluorocarbons for radicals electrons radiation all that shit then the 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 resultant hydrogen gas was burned to generate energy which reconstituted the water molecules in another unit separate from the unit in which the water was separated. So like you put water in, it breaks it down. Then you get water again. Now herein lies the problem or so mainstream shills uh, would have you think if you're one of his followers, if the device worked as specified, it would violate uh, both the number one and number two rules of the laws of thermodynamics allowing operation of what they call a perpetual motion machine. Now there's only three laws of thermodynamics. So two out of three ain't bad. That'll keep you in the majors. It's not bad. <laughs> the, the first law also known as the law of con, the law of conservation of energy states that energy cannot be created or destroyed in an isolated system. And he is getting so much output that he's creating energy there. There's, there's more energy being uh, exported from it than there is from the, the fuel that he's putting in. Yep. The second law of thermodynamics states that the entropy of any isolated system always increases, uh, whatever that means. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the third law of thermodynamics states that the entropy of a system approaches a constant value as the temperature approaches absolute zero. Luckily, they didn't say that that one was wrong. So he got to buy a numero three on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of hard to create absolute zero uh, when you in your dune buggy. <laughs> Yeah, if you listen to the lamestream media. <laughs> lamestream media. <laughs> um, now, here's where people are divided. <laughs> here's where the, 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 the rift starts. Myers believers, his, his truthers out there, swear that Stan was a genius and that the only reason we're not all driving around in water-powered cars right now is because the oil companies or the government had Myers killed so as to suppress his invention. We've all heard of... The suppression of things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. is that a hard pill for you to swallow? No, not at all. That's what makes conspiracies like this stick and so sexy. And um, this is going down the road of science denying. And it's science denying in a way because they're also saying, well, this guy's science checks out. Well, flat earthers say they have science. And all these others <laughs> say they have science. So science is a rocky road. So to speak, right? The good thing is kind of part and parcel with science is that it's testable. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Just like my nerves. They're getting tested. (laughs) (laughs) But like I said earlier, I really think that's what stuff like this catches on so well because it is sexy to hate the government. Sexy is probably the wrong word there, but I'm I'm sticking by my choice. (laughs) Yeah. By sexy, you mean a fad. It's it's. Chic. <laughs> Bisexy. Now that sounds fun. Um, Holy chic. The poo pooers make their following arguments. Meyer had no qualifications as a scientist. That's not a deal breaker to me. No. Um, it is a clue in some cases, but people claim it here like that's the gospel. That holds some water, pun intended, uh, <laughs> sometimes, right? But if you spend 20 years uh, engineering things, just because you don't have the piece of paper saying you spent four years and a ton of money having people talk at you, uh, it doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing in right. that said field. L- take this, for example, uh, Brent. Like, you and I have been doing this for a good number of years now. Mm-hmm. Does that make us any less, I don't know, legit as uh, either researchers or people uh, who are able to talk about uh, these these this type of stuff? You know, well, well, if you read uh, the naysayers uh, online, uh, yes. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> if you read reviews, <laughs> shut up. But like, I'm just saying, like, I I could tell a solid difference between my skills now, especially in researching this type of stuff. Oh, and my BS uh, meter, my bullshit meter of able to sniff through, and even the yeah, places to yeah. look, you know, and and to be able to read through, and. People, you know, I always think it's funny when people go like, you went to Snopes? Yeah, I went to Snopes and I went to the bottom and I read all of their links and I figured out where they actually got their information from. Are people saying Snopes is akin to Wikipedia now? I mean, even Wikipedia Wikipedia is a fantastic place to find your sources, Mm -hmm. you know, and at least Wikipedia is vetted. You don't have to take their word for it, but it's a good starting place. Um, yeah, to find the, information. The sweaty uh, neckbeards that that look at all the Wikipedia articles and approve or disapprove. They, you know, it's it's sad little kings of sad little hills. <laughs> <Right>. But <laughs> the the uh, information that's on there 
is usually legit, at least. And I would challenge anybody who poo-poos on Wikipedia to go out there and try to get themselves a page on Wikipedia. Right. Just do it. Side note, a lot of people say that print is dead, but Sweaty Neckbeard Quarterly is a hell of a publication. I just want to oh, throw yeah. that out there. Um, I've, been a, I've been a subscriber for about a decade. <laughs> uh, so I that... run to the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nudie Magazine Day. <laughs> <laughs> and Sweaty Neckbeard Quarterly. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I think she, we're. What was it? <laughs> she Mail Fiesta or something like that. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Uh so, yeah, I think we're both on that means nothing to me. You don't have to have an education, a formal education to be a genius and an inventor. As they say, Einstein did his best work as a patent clerk, you know, so yeah. th- there's all of that. The first to sell the, this fuel cell, uh, the one that he showed, uh, it, it draws half an amp at 110 volts, 55 watts. But would peer, it looks, it appears to only produce less than a liter per minute, no more efficient than other electrolysis cells, meaning he just was doing electrolysis and that is not enough. He's putting in more fuel than it makes. As you broke down earlier, yeah. it is not. Could it save your life one day? Maybe, you know, if you needed it, that's why they desalinization and stuff. These systems exist, but it's, it's, it's not, uh, efficient enough, uh, for a fuel and to, to use for cars. Um, it can't run an engine like claimed. He claimed that in regular electrolysis, three times as much energy is consumed as is produced in fuel, a 33% efficiency. This is wrong. He said that they say it's very easy to achieve efficiencies of twice that with conventional electrolysis cells, which still aren't good enough. Hmm. Now the patent issue. And you talked about this. We did 200,000 patents. There's a misconception that getting a patent for a device is some kind of proof that it works. That is patently untrue. <laughs> oh, we are fired on all fucking cylinders. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the patent office doesn't test its designs in this process. They can't, that's just, it's not how it works. It's simply a clerical operation that checks and balances are made, uh, that the submitted document meets criteria for completeness and correctness. So they're saying he filled all the paperwork. It looks correct. I'm giving you a patent for this, whether it works or not, you can patent a fart if you probably put it through the ringers correctly. Um, I don't know if that's true, but we should probably, we should probably comb my butt cheeks, the ringers. <laughs> there are tons and tons and tons of patents issued every year for devices that simply do not work or are never tested. There's there's a UFO patent out there that gets uh, it makes the rounds every couple of years. It's, you know, one of those things. Those observers who claimed that the, the fuel cell was producing far more gas than they'd expect appeared to be taking Meyer's word for the amount of electrical energy that was uh, being input and out and, and the power output. He used his own high frequency modulator to drive the cells, and there appears uh, again, there appears to be no independent testing to determine whether the power levels he claims are actually the power levels being used. And I say appears he didn't let anyone check them. He refused just his word. Take it or leave it. Okay. Were well, you saying this? Can we, can we check into this? No, you may not. 
Okay. <laughs> but I'll take your money. Okay. So there was no independent scientists or others who were prepared to state categorically that Stanley Myers technology actually worked as it claims. There's no one out there. Zero people uh, at that time. And to this day, no one in the world of, of real science is willing to come out and say that because his patents are free and you can go out and make it yourself and no one can make his engine and make it work because it does not work. The patent is fouled. Now, why now did the government get wind of this and 86 guy, did they change his patents as someone saying, keep the real ones for themselves? It's death and conspiracy time after the break. That's what's up next on Hysteria 51. You could say that for any show. (laughs) Okay, this is where the conspiracy really takes off here. Meyer died suddenly on March 20th of 1998 while dining at a restaurant, a Cracker Barrel, for those playing along at home. It smells like the plot to a movie, doesn't it? Like, oh, I thought guy- it smelled like cigarettes and biscuits. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, you guys done with this rocking chair? I'm going to sit up here for a, a spell. <laughs> a spell. <yeah. laughs> His brother claimed that during a meeting with two Belgian investors in a Cracker Barrel, uh-huh, Stanley Meyer suddenly felt a jolt of pain in his neck. And there's not a lot of conjecture to that part. Uh, the, the pain in his neck is Stanley was rushed out of the restaurant. He told his brother, they poisoned me and then fell to the ground and died right then and there at age 57. Hmm. Smells a little crazy, especially when he's yelling, they fucking poisoned me, but not so fast. There was an investigation. In fact, it was a long investigation because of whenever you yell, they poison me in front of people as you die. In front of a cracker barrel. Yeah, the the cops take it seriously. (laughs) Which is like the people's tribunal. Yeah. (laughs) That's where they hold that's where they hold their hearings. They all they went out in front of a rocking chair. They all had their their thumbs out to the side and and either put them up or down. So this happened in Grove City, and the police went with the Franklin County Coroner report. Uh, they all agreed after this long, long investigation. It was like three months investigation to his death. Uh, they all agreed with the coroner who ruled that Meyer's death was natural. He had very high blood pressure, like astronomically high, and he died of a cerebral aneurysm, which is what happens when you have untreated high blood pressure. And there's reasons why that might be. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, because of the suddenness of his death, uh, the, the like I said, they took three months and they looked into every avenue that they could. And no evidence of foul play was ever discovered. But a lot of people like to point out, well, what about this and that and the other? That's where your weird science, and I found researching this, is. There are a lot of sites out there that make claims that just are not true. Example. Like the fact that they said that he was uh, meeting with these investors, these foreign nationalists that, you know, they poisoned him. The guy that he was meeting with had been bankrolling him for years and was his buddy. And they said that the, that uh, if you read on a lot of sites, it says that he was meeting with NATO and other foreign dignitaries like no we were eating a cracker barrel he was my buddy that's a little bit weird so 
High blood pressure is one of the risk factors associated with brain aneurysms that comes from the Mayo Clinic. Symptoms of an aneurysm include sudden headache or neck pain, stiff neck, vomiting, and seizures, which is he got that sudden head, uh, neck jolt pain. He ran outside, had a seizure, and died. It, it's possible that he truly – he was paranoid. Mm-hmm. He truly believed um, he was being poisoned and it was an aneurysm. And yeah. he didn't know, you know, I mean, how, how are you going to know you're having a friggin' aneurysm? R- r- right. Well, unless your right. robot just prepared your dinner for you, uh, there's not a lot of, of, right now, like I said, you know, they, they, they initially said, even the coroner's report initially said that the companions were officers from NATO because people were telling him that. And one of the investors at the time of his death was Philip who, Van Mortelli, Philip V, and he was a uh, he was from the Netherlands, and he actually spoke in 2020. And he, he said he doesn't know why anyone ever identified him as a NATO officer or how rumors uh, that Meyer had been deliberately killed ever started. He went on to say, "I have questions about it, but you know, he said I have doubts about whether his death happened by chance, but I know nothing more than anyone else." So that's even vague in and of itself, but he's not a NATO guy. He wasn't anything. he's like, what is certain is that I didn't kill him. He was my friend. I even paid his bills. He'd been bankrolling him. So that's a lot of weird shit. And a lot of those NATO blah, 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 seems to have come from the brother, Steven, who was trying to pump up the, the story a little bit. What was it for him to do that? Money, I think. Or safe face. Well, like so trying to sell this patent. Well, I'll, I'll get you into that in just a second because there is there is a little bit more to that. Uh, without you know uh, surprise, Myers believers believe he was assassinated to suppress his invention. And again, that could be believable with big oil. Uh, that Belgian investor, the guy from the Netherlands, even said that he had been supporting him financially not for years. Considered him one of his personal friends and. Like I said, he has no clues where that comes from. The thing about this, in reality, you asked why he was into this. This was 1998 when he had died. In 1996, Meyer was convicted of fraud when he was unable to demonstrate his claims to investors or the court. See, he had his investors had been saying, yeah, let's make this. He kept coming forward and coming forward and coming forward. They're like, all right, let's see it. You know, it's not ready. It's not ready. I can't. Well, we need to test it. Oh, I don't want you to test it. So they sued him because they'd put a lot of money that him and his brother were swallowing up into this. They took him to court and they said, you got to prove it to us. And he was found to be a fraud because it didn't work. He could not prove in a court of law that it worked, nor could anyone else prove that it worked. We actually have audio from the trial, Seabot, if you will. Order sucks. It really, really sucks. <laughs> so he got all this money from people, and then when time came to, you know, shit or get off the pot, <laughs> I guess he, he got, got off, off the pot. pot. Yeah. And and the water cell just didn't work. But then two years later, these guys are still giving him money. After he'd already been sued and lost, he'd already duped more people into giving him fucking money. That kind of blows my mind, doesn't it to you? That or he had a sweet fucking tongue, him and not and fucking Nazi fuckheads and shit. Like they can be pumping out the dumbest shit and people go, I'll back you. I just yeah. don't get it. The thing of it is, 
free energy conspiracy. There's a lot of free energy conspiracies out there. Some people claim that technology is there. There's technologically viable pollution free, no const, no in blah, blah, blah energy sources. They're out there and they're being suppressed by the government corporations or advocacy groups. Why money for one big oil and the shit like that. Um, rep, the reptoids need our adrenochrome, and it's best when we've been driving around in an internal combustion engine. I mean, everyone just knows that. <laughs> the devices that are suppressed include uh, perpetual motion machines, cold fusion generators. Mm, red uh, matter. <laughs> Taurus-based generators, reverse-engineered extraterrestrial technology. What is it? Uh teleportation yeah um warp warp drives anti-gravity propulsion systems <laughs> um all these low-cost energy systems energy they're 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 unproven. Why, why pete davidson is so popular with the ladies <laughs> why oh my god that needs to be next week's fucking episode right <laughs> um but another flip I'll to tell that you why big dick that's <laughs> uh, well, I know why he's popular with you all now, too. Uh, um, you know what is sexy about that? Uh, not Pete Davidson. Oil okay. is worth too much, so fuck our advancement or, you know, I want the money. That is a believable thing. You know, money is a hell, and oil is a, makes a lot of people billionaires, um, and that's in a crazy, it's, I, I, it's a believable thing because money corrupts and the idea of suppressed anything is an, a fun Avenue. If you know, and you feel like you're in on the truth, that's kind of like a drug you get into your system. Oh, I know what's really going mm. on. Yeah. Do you buy any of those things or? Well, you know? I, I buy that, uh, oil companies have the power influence uh, and enough money to do pretty much whatever they want. I mean, they're writing laws for us in this country right now anyway. And uh, I, I think if you wanted to off somebody, somebody, uh, somebody like this would be an easy mark for a hitman mm-hmm. because they're not very high profile. Right. They're just some bumbling guy, you know. Who, who invents a bunch of stuff that's not very groundbreaking, but when he comes out and says there is something groundbreaking that threatens your power, yeah. you're going to do something about it. And it's not like they're trying to get rid of a, a senator or a head of state or something like that, which would be, you know, have, have a bigger uh, magnifying lens on it than just this dude from Columbus. I think the, the problem in the whole story, which... Um, is a good thing, at least for the conspiracy crowd to not be able to hold on to is the fact that he was sued. He could not prove it. The patent has That's, been done yeah. and doesn't work. That's the rub. Like, yeah, why would you need to hire a hitman if this guy's already shooting himself? Right. Foot? <laughs> now, the other guy said that he doesn't sure that, uh, you know, there could be other th- reasons. Again, this comes from some of those websites that were i know were false they talked about how he thought the belgian guy philippe uh believed that maybe he was killed by other investors because he had fucked them over not because they were trying to suppress free energy but because he was a fuck stick and they were like (laughs) then you go die yeah he he uh he he fucked with the wrong stick uh on that one speaking of conspiracies that one makes sense too. You know what I mean? Sure. Because we're dealing with people with money 
and um, they got fucked over. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. It could be the same people, you know, involved in in big oil and trying to invest in this or something, or you know, trying to play both sides or whatever. It's well, well speaking of playing both sides, let's look at the the flip of that too. Is there's all these claims of suppression. The scientific community has controlled and suppressed research into alternate everything, but alternate avenues of energy generation via the institution of peer review and academic pressure, meaning we're not going to allow you to look into this because you're not going to get tenure or we are going to poo poo on it so much that you're never going to be able to publish any other things in academia again. Mm-hmm. That's happened from stuff like this to people that want to study the um, Egyptian stuff. I mean, it's one of those weird, and I think some of it has, well, I have my own theory and I don't want you to disprove me, so fuck you. But shouldn't science always be trying to disprove everything? You know, it's it's kind of like a take a guess and stab at it and, you know, fuck around and find out. That's the scientific method. Literally. Science, science is. The problem is, to do science, you need human beings, and human beings are pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit doesn't do science well. Uh, you can quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the problem is, then you get people that say, like, devices exist which are capable of extracting significant and usable power from pre-existing unconventional energy reserves, like poop or the sun, or poop from the sun, uh, you know, quantum vacuum, zero point energy, things like that, that you've heard and you go, what is that? <laughs> Science, you know, and, <laughs> and for little or no cost and, but are being suppressed. Uh, uh, related patents have been brought up such as there's like one for like a hundred mile per gallon carburetor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, guess what? It, it is out there. And then you find out, well, it doesn't really work either. The reality is, you know, like we said, um, he was convicted and in Ohio in a court and found to be a fraud. His investors sued him. Large sums of money uh, were sent to him for commercializing his technology. Nothing came of it. And the water fuel cell didn't work. He's not alone. There's been others that have been claimed to have been silenced in one way or another. There's a guy, John Kansius. He has claimed that the 13.56 megahertz radio frequency could be used to dissociate hydrogen and oxygen from salt water, and they could be burned from fuel. Tell me how that works. <laughs> I don't know. These are just others. Is John Kansius. <laughs> yeah. The, now, uh, now, let me say it this way. These aren't ones that I've I researched into. These are just others that are saying that we have it. I'm being suppressed. And others say it is complete horseshit. Um, Eugene Malove, uh, he had a t- tabletop, M-A-L-L-O-V-E, Malove, Malove. All of my love. Uh, all of my love. Uh, he had a tabletop cold fusion generator, he claimed. You can put it in a suitcase, take it with you, turn it on, you're running fucking Vegas for a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> Are you tired of this happening at home? Oh, I can't run the neighborhood. Well, not with the double toothpick cold fusion top, tabletop fusion reactor. <laughs> and, of course, then we've got the one everyone's heard of and we've talked about here, Nikola Tesla. Everything from free energy to death rays and things like that. Which is half right. I mean, the yeah, it was free the death rays. transmission of energy, of, yeah. of electricity mm-hmm. was a thing, is a thing. He was working on it. Pressed. He was working on it. He just couldn't do it for long distances. And he ran, it, if I, I, I would have loved to have seen 
what he could have done if he had finished that tower at, uh, was it Wardenclyffe mm-hmm. in New Jersey? Yeah, if he hadn't uh, started wanting to marry and fuck around with birds, <laughs> he he, uh, he didn't like women. He thought they were a distraction. Yeah. But he said that uh, he had a pigeon that he just, he uh, called his wife age, yeah. and got real, real weird, real weird. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everybody everybody has claimed to do something at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the vacant statement ever. But I mean, in terms of uh, cold fusion, there's there's been, I don't know how many um, headlines made, you know, so scientists solves cold fusion. But then when they actually tried to demonstrate it for people, a la uh, Meyer here. Yeah. Um, it it it's just not there. They well, can't well, produce it. Right, and even if they did, so this, the Eugene guy... He had a tabletop cold fusion machine claims. Do you know how big the a normal they think if we could come up with cold fusion? Uh, let's go to our man on the street. You know, this thing was so huge. It was, you know, bigger than a Walmart. That's true. That's how big it's going to have to be in the beginning. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but they don't tell you that the tabletop is actually Grand Mesa. Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 The problem is this stuff does happen. Suppression does happen. Look at, you know, the guy who made the uh, um, intermittent wipers and then got sued and he ended up, they were going to give him like 15 million to shut up. And he's like, no, I'm taking it to court. And they're like, you might get a million dollars. He's like, but I'll get my dignity. Things do get suppressed, but you have to be able to weed through the crazies to find the real victims. And sometimes that's easier said than done. And when there's scientific jargon and people like me who don't understand a lot of it, you kind of fall on one side or the other and you hope that the, the horse you're backing is the right horse, so to speak. Right. Um, you, you, you want to take someone at their word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't tell if this guy was delusional or truly believed he had something and just couldn't i mean he had to have been lying at some point well he had the car they're saying that he's driving he's saying he's driving around in this car and when you watch people are like that is impossible so I mean, where was the, the lie aside like just not being able to reproduce it or, or recreate it when you have to and you know what this is just based on what we've been discussing here briefly i i actually if I'd seen the trial or heard the the arguments in it or whatever, I might have a different opinion. Maybe something happened or, or you know, he he didn't have the stuff finished like he was saying or, mm-hmm. or something at the time when he uh, was tried for this. But it, it, it all comes down to put up or shut up. Yeah. You've got to be able to reproduce it and you've got to be able to have it do what you say it's going to do if you say it's going to do something, right? Yeah. I, I agree. And I sometimes think, and I, I, this is a claim that I'm not saying is him or anything like that. Sometimes you say something and we've seen that with these uh, reporters and so I was under fire and you start with a claim and people buy into it and it grows and grows yeah. and grows. And then all of a sudden it's out of your hands and you feel like I have to go with it because I can't say no. You know what I mean? I'm not no, but I can't tell the truth now because it's too late. Cause if you said no, it invalidates everything you're working on. Yeah. When there might be some legitimacy to what right. you're working on. 
And this guy obviously had other patents and some of them did work. He had sold things. So he wasn't an idiot or well, (laughs) Well, I mean, parts of him wasn't an idiot, but you got to kind of be an idiot to, to, if this is true to, to allow, you know, to go this far without finally saying, uh, here's the, I I think you're, I think you're really onto something with this. Like the amount of stuff that he did get out there, um, and invent and, actually put science to work for successfully. And then he comes to this one, which is a big claim, but everything just sort of falls apart with this. That's why it's kind of hard not to believe there's something behind this. Yeah. Right. There, there is a a greater context that makes this seem like something was, something was wrong. Something was going on. Um, and that he was more on the level than, what he's kind of made out to be. But I think you also made the very good point that once it gets out there and it starts growing and taking a life of its own, people can say whatever they want. Like the dude you met with at a Cracker Barrel was a NATO representative or, you know, and then the guy's like, what are you talking about? I, I I don't even know what NATO stands for, you know, (laughs) like, so (laughs) it's, it's probably a little from column A, B and C, uh, that that's going on that he had something he was working on. Maybe he was getting close to something it, he couldn't prove it. And therefore it made him seem like a, a, a crank. And it also got out there and grew and became a conspiracy because people that at the heart of conspiracies usually don't have a lot to do with how the conspiracy is perceived on the other side. Right. So it could be a little of everything going into this to make it seem both believable and unbelievable, and it's just completely brackish water at this point, which is very bad for trying to run your car on. <laughs> Real quick for those of you like David who are not in the know, NATO stands for Nazis and the occult. <laughs> <laughs> um, that just feels right, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't it. know. We don't know. Are you a scientist? Do you have a another... Have you taken the patent and unlike every other scientific mind and body on earth created it and made it work? Let us yeah. know. I would like to know if you have broken one of the laws of physics. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've broken a lot of laws. I don't know if any of them are, are physics, but uh, <laughs> there's there's always things to shoot for. Uh, you can let us know by going to <laughs> Facebook and searching for Hysteria Nation. That's our Facebook discussion page. Also, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That's our regular Facebook page. You can now listen to the show on there because it's a podcast page. You can, you can stream the show while you're searching through Facebook, right off of Facebook. Patreon, patreon.com slash hysteria 51. We did our first live stream on discord this week. It was free for everyone. Soon it's going to be for Patreon members, a dollar and forward. I'm going to do them, uh, at least every two weeks. I'm going to shoot for maybe once a week as, as often as I can make it work in my schedule. So make sure you can hop on uh, hysteria nation or Patreon to find out more about that voicemail, seven, seven, three, six, six, nine, seven, two, seven, seven, and find all of that information at hysteria51.com but there's more important other information you need to know about you got to know about blurry photos quiz quiz bang bang all the david flora nonsense david (laughs) what you got going on where they need to find you at and uh how big is your cold fusion machine 
my cold fusion machine is like uh, a meseta. It's a little table. It's like one of those little plastic uh, things you, you put out in the yard for the kids to play on. My cold fusion machine brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, <laughs> they're like it's much smaller than mine. <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you- I said, and they're like, boom, you're dead because I'm from big oil. Um, my cold fusion machine uh, are my wife's feet. Oh, um, does she like bed. to put so- them on you? <laughs> Put it on me. So yeah, I got uh, I got a ton of stuff going on. Just find blurry photos wherever you find Hysteria Fifty One stuff. Uh, I've got a I've got in an my idea mom's print. heart. Oh, <laughs> also it's tattooed on there. Um, you do, yeah. Don't ask me that. I got a patent out pending on on <laughs> heart tattoos. Uh, but uh, for the vo- for your voicemail seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. Why don't you guys call in? And do your best uh, Flora intro bump because um, I need one. I haven't had one. Before, we need. We so. need. It's about to. You know, maybe next time you're on, I have an intro for you. Yeah, that we'll it it would be really nice. It would be really nice. I would feel like um, those guys on that. Uh, shoot, what is it? Oh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So, anyways, uh, yeah, find all that stuff. Quizbangpod.com. That's uh, trivia for you if you like trivia. Um, and I've got audiobooks out. I don't know if you guys know that, but if you search Audible for the Living Among Bigfoot series mm-hmm. by Tom Lyons, uh, I narrated the collections. So book one through five, six through 10, there's four of them. So it goes all the way up from one to 20. I narrated uh, those audiobooks. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's a, it's it's good times on there. So got that going on. Um so yeah, that's that's where you can find me. And thanks again for uh, having me back, Brent. Of it's course, fun. it's always it's always a pleasure. And uh, we uh, we didn't get in a fist fight over if this is true or not. So we're we're firing all cylinders. They run off of hydrogen, but we're firing all of them. You know, <laughs> we're on fire. <laughs> all right. So that's been our thoughts on Stanley Meyer and his water fuel cell. With that said, I've been Brent. I have been David. He's been conspiracy bot. Stay woke, meat sacks. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.